Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Homework Help Show Student Influencers Podcast. I'm your host, Leslie, and today I'm here with Katie Neal. Katie is an online content creator, a busy mom of two, and works a full-time job as well as a couple side hustles. On today's episode, she shared some great tips and tricks about starting your own side hustle as a student, going to university and managing multiple jobs, balancing a busy life and time management, and so much more. Stay tuned to learn more about her life and get some amazing tips, tricks, and motivation from Katie Neal. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Homework Help Show Student Influencers Podcast. Today, I'm with Katie Neal. So welcome, and how are you today? I'm good. How are you? Great. Uh, To get started, we usually do a couple get-to-know-you kind of questions. Uh, So why don't we start with uh, where are you born and raised, and then where are you located now? I'm born and raised in, well, Landenburg, Pennsylvania, and I am currently living about 10 minutes down the road in Wilmington or Hokessin, Delaware, which very small area. So if you're familiar, congrats. <laughs> Not many people even know where Delaware is. So I've, I've driven through Delaware before, but yeah. never stopped to visit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like they call it the small wonder. There is there is uh, some fun stuff going on here, but a lot of people come for tax-free shopping or drive through getting somewhere else. <laughs> right. That makes sense. Um, did you, which college or university did you go to and what did you study? I went to Goldie Beacom College, which is a business school in Wilmington, Delaware. And I played volleyball there for a couple of years. And my major was, well, business administration, but human resources. Cool. And what made you want to take that? Um. <laughs> Well, honestly, once my parents let me know that there's four siblings and in order for them to afford college, um, I was going to have to pay for a lot of that myself. I went off of scholarship and that was really the only deciding factor. So I got a little bit of money academically and then a little bit of money to play volleyball. So that kind of made my choice. I really wanted to do something more like graphic design or something more creative, but it's just kind of like I didn't want to go to a big university because I didn't do well with big group settings. It's really hard for me to like concentrate. And so I just wanted to go to a smaller school. So that's how I ended up there. And, you know, just I really like the fact that they placed, I think at the time they placed like 98% of their students had full time jobs um, as soon as they graduated. So that was a big selling point for me. Other than that. <laughs> It's hard to make a decision when you're 17, 18 years old. Like, what do you want to do the rest of your life? I'm like, I'm 36 and I'm still like, I'm trying to figure that out still. So, yeah, I mean, it's that's that's kind of the thing, right? Like they make you make a decision about your entire future when you're a teenager. Yeah. And you don't (laughs) you have like no like, well, some some teenagers do have a bit of life experience, but most people it's like you don't really know anything outside of your bubble. And all of a sudden it's like so what do you want to do forever? (laughs) Mm -hmm. I know it's hard. And for me, it was um, looking back, I had anxiety. I still do, but it was hard for me to like, it felt so permanent and it's really not, it's not a permanent change, but it just felt so like, oh my gosh, I'm going to do this the rest of my life. Like, am I going to sit behind a desk the rest of my life? Am I going to be in an office the rest of my life? I just, it was, it was hard. It was a really hard decision. 
Yeah, I think that's a good point. Like it, it is, you think it's permanent, but realistically, it doesn't have to be permanent. You can do whatever you want at any point in your life, but mm-hmm. it feels like a permanent decision when you're, you know, this big and the world is this big ahead of you, right? Yes, exactly. That's a, that sums it up perfectly how I felt. Um, so right now you are more of an influencer, um, personal brand kind of thing, correct? Mm -hmm. Well, so I have a nine to five job, but yeah, I do. I would call more personal brand. I don't ever think I'm an influencer, but somebody said, if you're influencing people to do things, or if, you know, you talk to people and you suggest they do X, Y, and Z and anyone follows, it's considered an influencer. I don't think of it that way. I think of it more of like, I don't know. I just like being myself on social media and kind of like finding my people I always feel like I'm kind of like I'm a mom but I don't want to be like that's not my only thing you know what I mean I just I just always kind of feel like there's so much more to me than the nine to five thing and being a wife and a mom like there's so many different like facets of everyone not just me and I just always felt like I don't know. I just always was like, feel like I was working my nine to five, but I was still like looking for something else. Like I wasn't fulfilled. Like my nine to five is I'm fortunate. I've worked pretty hard to get where I'm at and I have a good salary. I have good benefits. I love my coworkers. I have a great boss, which is a lot of people complain about their boss. I have a great (laughs) boss. Um, And my husband has a landscaping company. So I was always under the mindset, like I need to have a nine to five because of the benefits and the stability in case something happens to that. And, but I just always felt like something's like missing. And then I had kids and I was like, okay, yeah, this, you know, feels like I'm getting a little bit of something, but I still felt like I'm missing something. And I always was more of a creative kind of, even when I was a kid, I used to write a lot of like stories and draw and just like, I always thought I would do more of that as a career, which is why I always wanted, like, I thought for college, I would go do graphic design or something like that. And I didn't. So I feel like that piece was always just kind of out there, like not being fulfilled. So then I was like, I need to find something that I can do like on the side. That's like just for me and no one else. And so I don't know, I played around with the whole influencer thing. And I was just like, I just don't like all these mom influencers on here. Like, I can't do that, where it's like, let's put on matching pajamas and take a picture and in our white background and our white house and our marble countertops. I'm like, I don't have any of that (laughs) stuff. So then I just was like, I just want to be myself on here. But it's, it's not something I was comfortable with for a long time. So it's been, it's been a road (laughs) to get to where I'm at now. Um, what kind of made you decide to to take that kind of leap and just start putting your creating content and putting yourself out there? Well, so I actually like I started using a product and I fell in love with this product. And the girl that I bought the product from, she was like, have you ever thought about promoting it on social media? And I was like, absolutely not. I think that those people that message people and say like, hey, girl, you want to try this shake? I just saw you had a baby. looks like you might need some weight to like people like that. Cause I've gotten yep. those messages. I'm like, no, I am not. No, I'm not doing that. And then I was like thinking about it. I'm like, I'm already literally told my mom, my sisters, like my coworkers about this product. And a lot of them were buying it. I was like, I'm already doing this and I'm not making any money off of it. Like, let's just see. And I was already doing stuff on the side. Um, I was at the time uh, making, designing like kids and babies, like 
onesies like that I thought were funny and like not the cheesy typical kids (laughs) clothes. Um, And I just, I couldn't stick with it. And it was just, it was, it was a lot. It was time. It was very time consuming. And I was thinking about, I was like, this is kind of like business in a box. Like it's already set up. I don't have to ship the products. Like I already love the product. So let me just do it for a year and see what happens. And when I signed up for that, I was like, I'm going to have to step outside of like where I'm comfortable at, which was like pictures of my kids, picture of my husband, pictures of my dog, but like never me. Like I never showed my face because I just, I wasn't comfortable doing it, doing it. So then when I signed up to promote this product, I was like, I'm going to need to step outside of my box, but like on my time. And I kind of worked through that. And it's something I still like sometimes I'm like, oh, this is so embarrassing. Like, should I post this? And then I'm like, oh, well, who cares? Like, well, you know, I, I'm just like, kind of like, this is who I am. Like, I'm going to post it. And anytime I feel that, like that fear of like being judged, I'm like, you need to post it. Cause that's what I always tell like people when they message me on Instagram, like, I don't know how you're like, how are you so confident? Like, I am not, I'm not confident, but as soon as I feel the fear, I have to do it. So that's like one of my things. As soon as I feel that like gut, like, oh, I can't do this. Then I'm like, you got to post it. It's like one of my rules. So I can't tell other people to do that if I don't follow it myself. So. Right. Yeah. So, so that kind of, yeah. Kind of when I pushed myself, but I mean, it was a process. And then honestly, being in quarantine, I'm an introvert. <laughs> like, I don't love quarantine. Don't get me wrong. I love being able to do things, but like when I want to do them. But in my like heart of hearts, like I'm an introvert. I like not having to go into the office. And like, I was always worried about like, what are people at work going to think about me when I'm like, because they follow me. What are they going to think when I post this like ridiculous reel or this or that? And now I don't have to worry about it. So that actually has helped me a lot. Yeah. Like my crutch. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Cause you're not, you're not going out and constantly, Mm -hmm. like you're not going to be stepping out into public the next day and wondering like who saw my video, who's thinking about my video. <laughs> yeah. And now I've, I've gotten to the point where I'm like, you don't pay my bills. So like, I don't care, you know, are you like, I, like, am I going to be on my deathbed thinking to myself, man, I wonder if so-and-so from work thought that was embarrassing. No, I'm not, I'm not going to be thinking about that. So like, why do I care about it now? So I'm just trying to more, like live for myself and not worry about other people. So that's kind of where I'm at now. And I know once my kids are older, <laughs> they're going to be like, you're so cringy. And like, whatever girl is your college paid for? Yes. Okay. <laughs> you know, so, yeah. but we'll cross that when we get to it. So right now I'm just like, I'm doing this for me and myself and, and no one else. Sorry. That makes sense. And it seems like that's a lot more of a more authentic approach. Cause like, I know, uh, I know exactly what you're talking about when you say people message you and are like, Hey girl, whatever. And it's never ever. And cause I've gotten that a lot from people I haven't talked to in like 10 mm-hmm. years. Like and, <laughs> yeah. And it never feels authentic because it all is just copy and pasted from some scripts that they're given. Mm-hmm. So doing that approach, it, like your approach is much more authentic. Cause like I've seen, like I've gone through or I've looked at, like your Instagram page and it's much more like, here's what my life is like right now with my kids and all this. And it's just like, this is a, a, a real approach to it. Like, look, yeah, this life isn't perfect. And no I think that's, does. yeah. And I think that's an important thing 
um, for people who are going to even not even influencers, but just people who have like an online persona like that. Mm-hmm. I think that's key. Yes. I think if so, something I've learned recently, and this was honestly so refreshing to me is like Instagram is not what it was in 2017, where everything was these picture perfect whitewash backgrounds. Like you go on their feed and everything matches. People are smart and they know that's not real and they don't connect with it's social media. It's about connections. People don't connect with somebody who they can't relate to. So if they don't feel like they can relate to a part of your life, they're not going to follow you. And like, you always just want to find your people anyway. So maybe that works for them. They find their people um, that are just like them. But I I just, to me, I had to unfollow a lot of people because um, I was following a lot of these mom influencers when I was pregnant. And then when I had a baby, because I was like, I have no idea what I'm doing. But then I just felt like this comparison all the time. And like, oh my gosh, look at their house. They're like, their kid is always dressed in a nice outfit. Meanwhile, mine is like in the same onesie she's been in, you know, and she's literally in the same zip up and then she spits up on it. And I change her into another zip up because like, I can't deal with putting on 17 different articles of clothing. And I just felt like this comparison. And then one day I was like, as soon as I feel myself comparing to someone else, I'm unfollowing them. Like I can't deal with it. So I started doing that. And then I was like, I just feel like there's like something to be said for just being like open and honest and, and saying, you know, like this stage of my life is hard or this is hard. That doesn't mean you don't like your kids or you don't like your job. Whatever is your hard at that time, it doesn't mean that you don't appreciate it or love it. It just means that like you're being honest. Like I have so many people message me like, oh, I, I, I relate to this so much because of X, Y, and Z. Um, but, you know, I love my kids. And they always say that like, but I, but, you know, I love my kids. I'm like, yeah, you don't have to say, but I love my kids. Like, we know you love your kids. Like, you don't have to say that. It's okay to say parenting is hard. And that's, and that's it, period. You don't need to elaborate with that, like that you love your kids. We all love our kids, but parenting is hard. Or I love my job, but you don't have to say you love your job. It's okay to not like a piece of something that you're doing, but still be able to put your heart into it. And I just feel like I was kind of lacking that on my Instagram. So then I was just one day I was like, I'm going to be honest about this. And then I started getting feedback from, you know, whoever on Instagram followers, I hate calling, I hate saying followers because it sounds so <laughs> gross, but I know people say it's, I'm like, I always say like my Instagram friends because I hate when people, it just sounds so like your followers, One-sided. Like, like a cult. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, I follow this person. And it's like, no, they're, you're my friend. Like they message me and they'll say, I'm so glad you posted this. I feel the same exact way. And I really needed to hear that today. And once I started getting those messages, I was like, okay, you need to like tap into that and kind of go a little bit deeper and just started really like talking on my stories more and being honest. And I mean, I always make jokes about everything because that's how I deal with everything. But I've just noticed a shift once I just was like, I don't care. Let's just be our truest self on here. And people will unfollow and that's fine. I mean, I'm sure I have friends and family that have unfollowed me and I'm like, catch me on Facebook once a year when I post a picture of my kids and that's about it. Or, you know, so I just kind of have to, you know, go and, and do what I like feel is authentic for me. And it's made me happier. I feel, I don't know. I feel like I'm, I'm, that gap that I was talking about earlier is like that cup is being filled. So I don't feel that like void of like I'm missing something. Right. Do you think that's kind of the biggest thing you would say to anyone else who's trying to kind of go the same way um, or trying to, you know, build up their own internet 
persona. I'm just going to keep saying that instead of influencer. <laughs> but yeah. uh, is that kind of uh, one of the things you would say to like a student or someone younger, like who's just graduated university, who's trying to do the same thing? Yeah, I would say like, I wish I started doing this. Like when I first got on Instagram or if I, if I was just graduating college, I would, even if you're getting a full-time job, go full in, you have time, you can do this. Like you can just put, put yourself out there and it's going to seem scary and you can pivot and change your niche. Um, like they say, you know, you have to niche down, but you can pivot and change that as you grow up and as you, as you change. But I would just, just be yourself. And everyone says that and it's so cliche and so cheesy, but it's so true because there is billions of people on these apps, right? And there's probably hundreds of thousands of people trying to do the same thing that you're trying to do, but there is something that they're going to relate to about you that's different than Becky, the influencer. There's there's just something different about you that they're going to relate to. Like for me, I attract a lot. And when I talk to some of these people that follow me, I'm like, they literally, like when they talk, I'm like, I feel like I'm talking to a girlfriend because I've attracted my, as I call them, my hot mess moms, like mm-hmm. I've attracted them. And it's been honestly so nice to like, just be able to talk to people who kind of feel the same way I do. And just like, I don't know, it's just, just be yourself and tap into it and don't care about what other people think and stop comparing yourself to other people. If you're following somebody and they've shot up in growth and you haven't just stay the course and just keep doing what you're doing, keep doing what feels right. And it will start to kind of change once you hit your stride. Yeah. I think that's, that's a good point because I mean, if you look at some of the, the influencers out there who they do have, you know, those uh, carefully, strategically photo shoot like professional photos and it all they all kind of look the same and it's like okay it's like uh there was a while ago like within the last year there was this thing I saw I can't remember where I saw it like somewhere on BuzzFeed or something and they there was like this plane cabin and it was like it turned out that all these influencers were pretending they were going on vacation but they were just renting out this plane to take photos in the plane and I, I can't remember the details, but it was just something along the lines of there was a plane that influencers were renting to take photo shoots in. And it just that kind of thing. They they all kind of look the same. And like the people who stand out are the people who people can relate to. And obviously, like you're targeting your own audience properly because you're talking about your your followers or your Instagram friends are mm-hmm. following you because they relate to you. And they're going yes. through like issues that you're going through. And I think that's more important than having a super stylized <laughs> feed. Yeah. I actually was listening to a podcast from uh, somebody who does like social media marketing and whatever. And she was like saying, remember when we used to Photoshop ourselves on pictures in like Paris and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, Ooh, wait, people were doing that? Like, <laughs> to me, is like, oh my gosh. I was like, that's gross. Like, why would you do that? And, but she was like, if you were trying to grow on social media in like 2015, 2016, 2017, she was like, people were doing that. Like, taking pictures of them- themselves on the beach with a laptop. And she was like, you know, how fake is that? You can't even see your screen, like the brightness, like you can't see what you're doing. Who's actually taking their laptop on the beach? And I was like, people, but, maybe before that was a thing and and people bought into it, but people don't buy into that anymore. And I think that is something of the past. And 
it's just refreshing for people like me who like that. I would never even think to do that, let alone like I would never post it. <laughs> I would just be like that. I just wouldn't post anything at all. And that, that was part of it. As soon as I would like go to make a post, someone else would pop up on my feed and be like, oh my gosh, like look at her with her beautiful home or, oh, she has this expensive handbag or taking a picture of your manicure behind your Mercedes logo. And I'm just like, uh, like who would care to hear anything from me about like side hustles and why you should have them and why you need to be doing X, Y, and Z to save money when I'm taking a picture in the car that I've driven for 11 years and my nails haven't been done in <laughs> a while and I don't have a Louis Vuitton. But so as soon as I stopped caring about that though, I think I, things started to really change and uh, just kind of like tap into my my people instead of worrying about Becky, the influencer. <laughs> yeah, I think that's like, that's kind of the key thing. And I think it, that, that could apply to not even anybody who's trying to be um, like an online personality, but anybody in general, just like, in, like a lot of what these people post is not reality. So mm-hmm. stop comparing yourself to someone else because that's not even their reality. No, it's, it's not. And that's the thing is like, and I feel bad for people that go through this, but there are so many where it's like they post about their perfect marriage and their perfect this. And then next thing you know, you don't hear about it anymore. And then you don't see them on social media. And then you find out that they got divorced and it's like, that's fine. But like, tell people the real truth and like, let them be there for you instead of trying to paint this persona of this perfect life that that is not real for anyone. Everyone goes through hard times. I'm not saying you need to post like the crazy details of stuff, but just be honest. Like today, like today was hard, you know, X, Y, and Z happened, but you know what? Tomorrow's a new day and and everything's going to be fine. But you know, there's, you know, a line between them. Like, I I mean, I don't want to post videos of my kids screaming every one, every day, but every once in a while I do. And I turn the sound off and I'm like, this is real life parenting because I had so many friends who have had um, babies recently who were like, you know what? I really, some of your um, stories on Instagram kind of scared me a little bit, but at least I felt like I knew what I was getting myself into rather than like someone else who's just posting these like glamour shots of their newborn and not talking about how, haven't slept in two weeks and they feel crazy. I was like, yeah, cause that's real life is like your whole world changes. Like, let's talk about it. So I'm seeing more and more of those like real life, like more being open and honest and being like true, real human beings. And it's just nice. And it's refreshing to see kind of more of that. And in 2020, I feel like kind of peeled back a lot yeah. <laughs> on everyone's life and like what was going on. So it's just been kind of a nice shift to see on, uh, on, on different platforms. Yeah, I think so too. And I've noticed like a lot of people I've noticed even within just the pandemic circumstances, mm-hmm. a lot more people have just been a little more vulnerable and open um, on wherever, like on TikTok or I've noticed mm-hmm. it a lot on TikTok because I use TikTok a lot, but yeah, um, on uh, Instagram and wherever, and just, being more open and honest because so many people are kind of going through the same thing. Mm-hmm. And in, in another way too, doing that, if you're feeling kind of, cause I know like a lot of people right now are feeling alone and isolated. And if you're going through something like that, putting yourself out there on where whatever platform you're using is actually also a really good way to find that support. And, you know, all those people will be coming back to you and saying, 
are you okay? I'm here for you that you mm-hmm. may not have even known they cared before. Yes. I know it is nice. And TikTok just makes you feel more normal. <laughs> <laughs> like sometimes I see people, I'm like, man, this is, I'm, and, but people are so creative on TikTok too. Oh, it's, I know. It's so cool to see like the different stuff that people do. And I mean, quarantine has made people just really tap into their, their more fun, creative side. I feel like, cause there was, there's no choice. <laughs> you're stuck at home and you got nothing to do. So why not? Yeah. I, I honestly, I, I, I really kind of rejected TikTok at first because I was like, I'm too old for this. Like, this is like, I don't even understand this, but once I started using it, I just, it is addicting. <laughs> oh, it's so addicting. And that's one of the things I have to like, I set timers for myself. And that's one of the ones I have to like, cause I use TikTok for like creative purposes to like right, think yeah. of new ideas and, But if I don't set a timer and then that guy pops up, that's like, Hey, you've been on here for a while. I don't know if you've ever seen that. Like I'm talking about, like, you have to be on there for a little bit. I was like, one night I was scrolling and I was like, Oh my God, this guy popped up and was like, you've been scrolling for a while. And I was like, this is so embarrassing. I like shut the (laughs) app down and I was like, threw my phone. I was like, go to bed. What are you doing? But it is, it's like, and the for you page, like they will always find something for you. It never ends. Same with Instagram and I'm sure Facebook too, but it's like, you can really get sucked in there. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I was the that. same way. I was like, man, I feel like I'm too old for this. Cause I got the app last, not 2020 summer, the summer of 2019, I downloaded it. And I was like, this is confusing. What's going on. I don't know what this is. And I like deleted it. And then I downloaded it again, like right before 2020 started and started making videos. And I was like, oh, this is like fun. And people in here seem so much more like real and open and honest and just like creative. So I just really started doing TikToks a lot. And I was like, this is just fun. So (laughs) it was just refreshing. I was like, this is just a lot of people just, I mean, there are some not fun people on there. Don't get me wrong. I've gotten some really crazy messages, (laughs) but You know what? I've also gotten really good messages. And like you said before, like people that are like, I haven't seen you post in a while. Like, is everything okay? And I'm like, wow, okay. Yeah, I haven't been here in a while. I'm like, yeah, everything's fine. Just, you know, quarantined with kids and a full time job. So <laughs> it's a little crazy. But yeah. Yeah. yeah d- it's definitely just nice to know, like, oh, people do care. Like, people are paying attention. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I know, I know you did kind of mention this briefly, but, um, I know you talk a lot about on your page about side hustles and starting a side hustle and things like that. Um, so do you have any kind of, um, kind of tips or side hustles specifically that you would recommend, like for students who are kind of looking for a little thing to do on the side to kind of either make extra money or just build up a brand or anything like that? Oh my gosh. There's so many. Um, so I feel like a lot of people when they hear side hustles, they think of like Uber or Uber eats or Grubhub delivery. And that's great. If you need like instant cash, like if cash is an issue and you're trying to make ends meet and you don't know where to start, like that's great. But I would just always try to motivate you to think more of like more passive or you don't have to show up somewhere to make that money. And I feel like 2020 kind of helped push that initiative a little bit more. Um, Unfortunately, with everything in the service industry kind of taking a hit, I feel like it's kind of opened people's minds on like, 
the online business space is humongous and it's getting bigger now, right? Because a lot, a lot of people are shopping less in stores. And I feel like even if, and when this ever ends, I feel like it's still going to keep growing. Um, the e-commerce or online, online communities, just, just going to keep building. So if I was, would you say in college age, I would, um, there's so many like if so first of all I mean if you can create something that like I I see a lot of people have a lot of success with like um you know making like printables and selling them on Etsy because it's like it's one file and then once they pay they download it so you can literally make something once and every single time somebody buys it it's automatic you don't have to do anything there's things like that there's affiliate um, affiliates, uh, commissions that you can get through so many different sites. There's a million of them online and you don't have to have a large community to do that. You can literally just talk about the product and what it does and then have a link in your bio and people, you know, send them that way. There's so many things. Um, there's drop shipping, which I've heard good and bad about, um, I just would be careful with that because drop shipping is where you, you know, you get products and a company ships them out for you. So you don't have to have the commission or the, I'm sorry, you don't have to have the products and you don't have to handle the shipping. But um, a lot of people have said they felt they were shipping things from the United States and it's coming from China and it's taking three months to get to the people's house. So there's good and bad with that. Um, Another thing that I still do and I've been doing for a while is, um, sorry, is uh, thrifting and reselling. So you can either thrift and resell furniture and resell it on Facebook Marketplace, or you can thrift clothes and you can sell them on Poshmark, eBay, all kinds of, there's so many apps. The only thing with that is you have to have somewhere to actually hold the product, the the clothing. So it just kind of depends on where you are. But I think if you don't need like that fast cash, I would try to you know, really brainstorm and come up with ideas of things that you can do that don't require you to go and deliver food or go and drive people around and Uber. Like it is great money, but, um, you know, the whole, like having to go and, and pick someone up and take them somewhere, pick up their food and take them. Like it's great for fast cash if you need money to start up a business, but I would just try to find something that you can do on an online space. And, and like I said, um, network marketing, if you find a product that you love, but just do the due diligence, try the products, really love them and not just think you're going to love them and sign up. Just use the products for a while. If it's something that you really love, that's changed your life in some type of way. I would do that, but it's not for everyone. So I just, there's so many things of courses that you could do. Podcasts are doing great, I feel like. Um, And there's different ways that you can make money with that, building up, you know, advertisement and following. Just like anything that you can do online, I would fully, fully support. Just be very careful with uh, what you do and do your research. And I don't know. It depends on the person. I mean, I've done so much stuff that it's like, I mean, at one point I was cutting wine corks and super gluing them on wooden letters and selling them for people's like weddings as like a, like putting their initials. And I have one in my house still. I mean, I, like I said, I designed kids t-shirts and printed them. I, I didn't even, I stopped designing them. I would even farm that on 
uh, farm that out on Fiverr. I don't know if you've ever seen that site, but no. so you can go on Fiverr and you can get somebody to design all kinds of graphics. You can get people to do really anything. And it's actually really um, pretty cheap. And I would get, I would say, I want, this is the kind of thought I have on what I want the shirt to look like. They would do a design and just make sure that you get the rights to it. And then you can use sites like, um, what is that? There's a site, oh, Printful is one of them. There's t-shirt sites that you literally upload the graphic and you pick what shirts that you want it uh, printed on, the price that you want to sell it for. And you can link it to Etsy or a website or a Shopify store, and they will literally print it and ship it for you. So you don't have to do any of that. So there's tons of different stuff you can do. Like I said, I've done a lot of them. <laughs> I was just always yeah. like looking for my thing. And I was like, what is my thing? Like, I loved making these shirts, but it was just, uh, it was just, it just got too time consuming. And mm-hmm. that's why I'm like for a college kid, like, that's perfect. Cause although you think you're busy, like you're not, trust me, you're not <laughs> like, I thought I was super busy in college and it turns out I wasn't I was way <laughs> busier <laughs> once I graduated and had a job and had, had to get a part-time job because my full-time job didn't pay enough and, you know, do all that stuff. So. Yeah. I kind of, I, I kind of went through that same thing when I was in, when I was in my last year, my fourth year of university, I, and I did a double major. So like I was doing two programs but my fourth year, because the way that the two programs I was taking, they both, the four, final year was basically just two big thesis projects. So I didn't actually yeah. have any classes. And I was like, oh, these are huge projects. These are like 40 page papers. But I was not busy. <laughs> like I was yeah. like thinking I was like, I should do something else. Like I should get a job or something because like I'm bored. <laughs> yeah. See, and I had the opposite problem my senior year. So I went and uh, at my school, the guidance counselors and saying quotes because they didn't really like guide me to anything, but <laughs> I, hear that, I hear that a lot. <laughs> oh my gosh. I now I'm like, what a job. Like that's the job I should have got because they're not <laughs> doing anything. It doesn't seem like it, at least in my school, yeah. but so they used to just automatically sign us up for our courses. And I thought that just meant that like, this is you're you're taking human resources as your major. These are the classes you need. And before my senior year, my mom was like, you should ask them to make sure you're going to graduate on time. And I was like, what do you mean? Like, I've been crushing it. Like, why wouldn't I graduate on time? These are the classes I need. And they had, it was such a low course load. I was like, yeah, I'm going to graduate on time. Like, look, I only have like a couple, I forget how many classes. And my mom was like, I don't know. I would go there and meet with them. And I was like, and I'm, like I said, introverted. And I was like, I do not want to meet. I don't want to go sit down and have to talk to this lady. So I went anyway, because, you know, I was scared. My mom was going to be right. And I went in there and I'll be damned if she was right. And they're like, oh, you know, you'll just come back next year. And I was like, I'm sorry, what? And she's like, yeah, you just come back for a fifth year, you know, so, like everyone does five years. And I was like, um, everyone whose parents are paying for college probably, but like, I'm not on that schedule. I need to graduate in four years. And they were like, there's no way that you'll get all this done. Like, there's no way that you'll take all these classes and graduate. And I was like, bet. <laughs> like, as soon as they said that, I was like, oh, I'm competitive. So like, I'll show you. I was like, load it up. And she's like, 
this is not like okay for the and I was like I don't care at the then at that point I was like you're not getting another cent of my money it's like loaded up I took oh my gosh I feel like I forget how many classes I took my senior year I don't know but it was like triple what I took the year before I mean I was taking these at our school they had these like condensed classes where you took it for two weeks but it was literally all day long like you were there first thing in the morning I forget what they were called but you were there like all day with a lunch break and a dinner break and if you got the cool teacher they would take out one of your breaks and they'd let you out early yeah and then on like the last week the second week on like Saturday you had to take your final so those were like the you know classes like psychology and stuff like that so I was I mean I was at that school (laughs) so much but I was like I will be damned if I come back here another year and I'm so glad that my mom made me do that because I graduated uh, college in 2007 2008 the whole economy fell apart. Right. And um, all my friends who took five years to graduate that we were on the same timeline, they were all having a really hard time getting jobs and finding jobs. And a lot of my friends had to take um, like jobs that they did not want because it was the only option. I had a friend who was student teaching and she didn't even want to be a teacher. She was just like, (laughs) I need to do something. Yeah. And I was just like, I just remember like saying to my mom, like, I know I don't tell you this enough, but you were right. You're always right. I don't know why I don't listen to you more. Like I should just literally do whatever you tell me to, because it was it was hard. It was very difficult, but, um, it was well worth it. And it's just like a mess by the time I went to graduate, I was like having panic attacks and like ready to just like, I couldn't wait to get out of there. It's like, get me out of here. (laughs) I want to pay this place. Get me out of here. Like I could have run across that stage. I wanted that deployment so bad. (laughs) Right. I think that's a big thing. Like I think, uh, being proactive or being proactive or, just kind of being accountable for yourself and making like not relying on everything falling into place is, is a really big thing for your university students that mm-hmm. you, you have to learn how to do that and to get used to that because in high school, they, everyone kind of does that. Not everyone does it for you, but it, things are kind of taken care of. You're on a, like all your classes are picked, your schedule is given to you. Your teachers tell you when you're behind on something or your teachers will tell you like, here's what I think you need to do. But in your in university, you have to do all of that. You have to advocate for yourself in mm-hmm. university. And I think that's a big thing that um, people don't really get used to. And like, I had a friend when I was in university who didn't do that and was kind of just like, was shifting through whatever his guidance counselor was telling him. And then it turned out he ended up having to take an extra year and do five years in a four-year program because he didn't bother double checking and was just listening to what the counselor was Mm -hmm. saying and didn't realize he needed like a couple of these other credits or whatever. Mm -hmm. And it's always like, the worst classes that you don't want to take. It's like all the, the, the last year is always like the hardest, most like, I don't know, just compact classes that you're like, Oh, this is terrible. Why? Like, why didn't we stack these in the beginning when it's all like the layup classes that are like psychology and sociology and whatever other BS class you have to take. It's like the four, fourth year when it's like the hard, hard classes or like my school, 
as a business school, a lot of the teachers were actually working in the field that they were teaching in. So they only taught at night. So you, like, if that class wasn't available, you had to find, you had to wait a whole nother year to take it. And it's like, it it just was terrible. But (laughs) the thing that my mom said that stuck with me though, is like, this is still a business. Like they still want money. Right. And you don't think that because you're a student and you think teachers are teachers and the administrators or whatever, and everyone's, you know, here for you. And they're not like this college wants to line its pockets any way it can. It's still a company and it's still trying to make money. And I was like, Ugh. oh my gosh, she's right. <laughs> and she was, cause every year we got a letter that said, um, you know, Merry Christmas, happy holidays. Uh, hope you're having a good break. Uh, your tuition's going up 12% this year. And it was every year. I was like, oh, 12% every year. Like, like how, I was like, why can, how are they allowed to do that? And my dad was like, they're a private college. There's no, there's no rules behind it and they can do whatever they want. I was like, okay, I got to get out of here. <laughs> it's, it's like, it was getting expensive. I was like, man, I should have just gone to, you know, the, the state college. I would have gotten out of here and uh, a lot less money probably, but you know, you live, you learn. Right. Yeah. That, that's kind of the thing, right? A lot of it's kind of trial and error, but it, I mean, yeah, 12% is intuition is a big jump. Oh uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and thankfully, you know, my parents, you know, got the student loans and everything. And I, I like when I graduated, I really didn't have a whole lot of debt compared to what I like some other people I know. But some of my friends also like their parents were able to just pay for their whole thing. And like, they didn't have to worry about it. So I feel like they were the ones that were kind of just like, like going through it. And my mom was like, you got to pay for some of this. And, uh, you know, it's, it's going to be a five year, like, what if it's five years and you have to pay another, I forget what it was up to, you know, 15,000 a year, which isn't a lot, you know, compared to what they are now. But at the time, like for me, and how much money I had in the bank, I was like, right. I am not, we are not paying. No, not another year. I will. Ju- I was like, I'll start working without a degree. Like I, I'm not doing that. So yeah, that's something you just got to keep in mind is like, they're still, they're still a business, right? They're still trying to make money any way they can. So I, I always like you have, you have to be an advocate for yourself. And um, another thing my parents did is like that I hated them for at the time was my dad made me call uh, Fannie Mae and negotiate my, um, my loan statement, like the interest rates are low. Like you, you got to call them and, uh, you know, t- tell them you want a lower interest rate. And I was like, I'm not doing that. Like, what are you crazy? I don't know how to do that. He's like, just here, I'll sit next to you, put it on speaker and I'll tell you what to say. And I'm like, because I had two separate loans and he was like, ask them to combine them and ask them to lower the rate. The, the interest rates have dipped since we, we opened this. I was like ready to pass out. I'm like, I'm going to pass out like and, and fall over just on the phone talking to this guy. Like I can't. And then he's like, ask for his manager, ask for his manager, ask for his manager. I was like, I don't want to do this. I was like crying on the phone and my dad made me do it. And you know what? Now I'm like, I do that all the time. I call the cable company and negotiate <laughs> with them. I'll negotiate with anyone. And I'm like, I, some, I was thinking about this the other day. I'm like, yeah, like some of the stuff your parents are making you do when you're a kid that you just can't stand them for when you get to be an adult you're like I get it now I totally get it and um they were just trying to set me up for for easier you know independent life so that I would have been I would have dreaded that if my parents had said call 
talk to your loan company on the phone. I, I would have been like, no. I got sweaty when my mom would make me like order pizza on a Friday night. I was like, no, I don't know. What if I tell him the wrong address? And she's like, why would you do that? And like, so <laughs> when he I said, myself guys, on the spot. I know. I'm like, oh my God. Well, what if they say we don't have mushrooms like on the pizza for the pizza? What do you want next? And my mom was like, I don't just call. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and then, so when he said call the loan people, I'm like, I don't even know what these words mean. Like yeah. I didn't know. Like, what do you mean interest rate? Well, we have, to, we have interest on this. And my dad's like, oh my gosh, yes, we pay interest on it. Like, it's not free money. I'm like, oh my God, like, I just could not fathom it. I was like, what's happening right now? And now I'm like, Shh. I'll call them and negotiate whatever, but, and what's the worst they're going to do? Tell me now. And, and, but like, sometimes when I'm on the phone, I'm like, my parents, my mom and my dad, both, they would force us to do those like scary things. And at the time I hated them for it, but now I'm like, totally get why I did it. And now that I'm a parent, I'm like, I would totally do that. I would make my kids do that for sure. Right. (laughs) Just laugh when I watch them sweat. (laughs) Right. And I mean, it's not all fun and games. You have to, you have to do the tough stuff too. Um, so did you, do, did you start doing like these side hustles and stuff? Did you start kind of doing that while you were in school or was that kind of something that you kind of started doing later on after you graduated? No, I mean, I wish, I wish I was doing them when I was in college, but I feel like when I was in college, the online space was very different. Like Facebook was like just starting and this is going to date me, but (laughs) (laughs) Facebook was like just starting and when I was in school, Facebook was only allowed for people who had a, like a EDU or whatever on their email. Like it wasn't for everyone. Like you had to have a school email. It was just for students. And I signed up for it, but I like never posted anything. I never checked it because I didn't have a smartphone. So <laughs> I would have to actually log in like at school at the lab to like check my Facebook, which I never did. Um, but I mean, I always had... My Like my senior year when I was doing all the things, I also, this is probably why I was having panic attacks. I also had a part-time, I had two jobs. So I worked at a sandwich place and I worked at a furniture store and I ended up quitting the furniture store. But um, I, I like, I always was like trying to do multiple things. And I used to always like kind of daydream about like, if I worked for myself, like what would I do? And I, that was always like in the back of my head, like, am I going to be able to sit at a desk all day long and have someone tell me what to do? And I do do that, but I also like do something for myself. I wish that I would have started something on the side in college or right after college to just make that side money and kind of just start building up something for myself to either invest or put towards something because I just like thinking back, like, all right, I graduated in 2007. It's 2021. Like if I would have started back then, like how big it would be now. Um, But you know what, there's no too late to start something. And I think also when you're young, like the just possibilities are endless and the amount of technology and the things that, that um, the younger generations pick up so quickly like watching my kids on their tablets and like what they figure out and they're two and four I'm like wait how'd you get there how'd you get to that screen like where where are you I'm like <laughs> how do you know how to do that and they're two and four so I'm like I get it why there's so many um, younger kids making YouTube channels and doing stuff like that because they are smart and they see the future and maybe 
maybe college is in your future, maybe it's not. And maybe you, you know, if you want to do something else, and maybe there's a fire in your gut and you're like, I just want to do something else, but you're not sure. So maybe you do it while you're in school and see if it's a right fit. So when you're, you know, when you're working during the day, say you have an eight to five job, you have nothing else going on after that. You have so many hours that you could put towards creating or, you know, making a product or selling or marketing yourself or building up your personal brand and just kind of doing something for yourself so that maybe one day you don't want to work that eight to five anymore. Or maybe you do, and you're just going to use that side money to pay off your college debts or to buy a car or whatever you want. But at least you're not just playing that hamster wheel of like trying to get promoted at a company and like trying to make ends meet and living that like paycheck to paycheck life. Um, if that's where you find yourself, it's just, it would be nice to to build it up at a younger age when you have a lot less priorities going on. That's something I actually didn't think about is like how much easier it is right now for people to have a side hustle oh my gosh, while you're in school or crazy. even just in general, like with the internet and like how much easier it is to do any of that because there's apps there's websites but it, it there's so many youtube videos yeah. like you could go on youtube and look up how to do um affiliate sales and you could spend hours just researching and watching and you could be an expert in two days <laughs> it, it's yeah. crazy because there's so many free resources out there but the problem is not just consuming it but actually putting it into practice so you learn something if that's what you want to do then start doing it because that's when you're actually going to learn like you can watch the videos and that helps you get a like a starting point but then putting it into places where you're going to learn those like do's and do nots and like what works and what doesn't so I mean it, it is it's I wouldn't say it's a lot easier now like I can't even try to I, I mean YouTube was around but I feel like it I mean I was never using it for anything yeah I mean, I think YouTube was around. Who knows? I don't even know. I mean, I remember when Instagram, I was in university when Instagram kind of became a thing. Mm. Um, and I remember, I think I was in like my second year of university when Instagram like came out or whatever. And uh, I remember it because when it first came out, it was only, you could only use it on an iPhone. Pictures. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it was only for iPhones and I didn't have an iPhone. So I had an iPad and I remember like, taking pictures of myself with my iPad just because I wanted to be on Instagram. <laughs> and I now mean, it's like, everyone has it. Do? I know. I know. It's crazy. And I feel like now that clubhouse app is like that, right. Where it's like only iPhones can get right. it. But I know. And the technology changes so much, but it's like, if you can get on those apps when they first spin up, like that's where the, that's where the sweet spot is. I think if you can be an early settler on there, but like I, like I was saying before, I, I used to get so um, like kind of like, ah, I'll never grow on Instagram because there's so many people already on there and it's so hard to grow. Now all these people with the big accounts, it's cause um, you know, they started so long ago and it was easier to get followers and the algorithm sucks and da, 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 da. And that's not the case. Uh, you can still grow. And even if you don't have a large following, you can still make a good income on social media. I mean, I don't have 10,000 followers and I make, you know, and I'm, I'm not making groundbreaking money, but I'm making enough money to pay my mortgage and my kid's daycare bill, which is a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like two mortgages, right? So 
it's like, and, and I don't have, I don't have a huge following. I mean, I do have a bigger following on TikTok, but I mean, they're not showing my videos to anyone anymore. So I feel like yeah. then just concentrating on Instagram and like, it, it's one of those things, like if you like start becoming, being yourself and showing your real self on there, you'll, you'll find your people that who are like, you're, they'll do anything to support you. Like if I say, you know, oh, I'd appreciate if you shared this reel. I'll look and I'll see like five, six people will share it like in the in 30 minutes. And that kind of stuff is like they have your back, like they support you no matter what. And they may never buy anything from you, but they support you by sharing your stuff and getting your, you know, your stuff seen by more, more people. So it's like, I, I don't know, I think everybody's so like bent on Instagram about 10,000 followers and it's like that's not like gonna change anything like you get the swipe up but people don't want to see swipe ups all day long you know it doesn't feel it doesn't feel genuine they want to like feel like they have a relationship with someone they feel like they have a friend who they can connect with I mean some of the people that I've become closest with like some of them I've never met in person and I've met them through Instagram and I talk to them every day and they're I feel like they're my friend you know and like like you have inside jokes with them and, and they support you and they they'll say to you like, Hey, I don't need your product, but you know, my mom or my sister or whoever is going to message you, she really is interested and like stuff like that. It's like, they got your back and they're always looking out for you kind of thing. So. Yeah. I think that genuine like authenticity thing is, is more effective for that building that organic growth and that yeah. organic growth is way more important than just like getting as many followers at once as you can, because at least yeah. like you have those, like when you're, when you have those genuine followers, like they're going to actually want to see what you have to say and help you and share your stuff and engage with you instead of, you know, how many, as how many people can I possibly get or whatever else? Yeah. And brands are getting smarter. Uh, so like a lot of people's just, you know, I want to be an influencer. I want to work with brands and I want, you know, to get paid to post their stuff, which is great. But a lot of brands say, look at your analytics. And if you've paid for followers or you don't have an engaged following, you know, you have 50,000 followers, but you post a picture and you get 50 likes and, you know, one comment, like they, they pick up on that. They can Mm -hmm. see like your engagement's pretty low, you know, and they won't work with you. But if you have, if you're, a micro influencer and you have 2000 followers and you post a picture and it gets, you know, 50 comments like that goes much longer that that shows that brand that like, Oh wow, they have a following following. Like these, these people like love everything that this girl says. And though the the micro influencers seem like they're going to be the 2021 glow up. I think that's like my, that's my prediction. Anyway, it doesn't mean it's going to actually happen, but that's what I kind of see like more and more of like, I've seen some people I follow that have, you know, a thousand, fifteen hundred followers and they're getting deals from brands like the one girl, um, she has a campaign with Loft by Ann Taylor and she has fifteen hundred followers. But when she posts, she gets tons of engagement and it's like those are her people and they support her and they're like ready and willing to to pay for anything that she promotes because she's built that relationship with them. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. And like that's something I've been hearing a lot about too recently with micro influencers, just having that better engagement rate. Um, But how did you kind of like when you had multiple jobs and were taking school and stuff like that, how did you kind of like stay balanced yourself and avoid that burnout feeling? Like Um, kind of like 
time management thing you did or something like that? Well, and so my senior year of school when I was not managing it well, and I had, um, I started having, actually I would have like panic attacks, but we didn't know what it was. I was passing out randomly throughout the day and I went to all these doctors and all this stuff. And my mom was just like, you have to stop, like just graduate. Who cares? I was very like my grades, my grades, my grades, my grades. Like I want to get this GPA. And my mom was like, just graduate no one cares what your GPA is. And I was like, yes, they do. Like when I get a job, they're going to care. And she was right again about that. But um, so I was not managing things well then. But what I can say, like now what I've learned that I wish I knew when I was younger was just, there's so many things. So for me, timers, I have to set timers. Cause like I said, I will get, I'll get sucked into something. Um, but for, for time management and being efficient, the timers work for me. So I'll say like, okay, I have 10 minutes in between meetings and I need to write a post that I need to put up later sometime today. It doesn't matter when I just need to get a post up every single day and I don't have one for today. So then I'll say, I have 10 minutes, let me write a post and I'll set a timer. Just, you can do it in Google. I do it on my laptop or you can tell, you know, your, your phone to set a timer for you. And like I try to get it done as quick as possible. Like, let me write up a, a caption, get my hashtags and a picture and, and just save it in my drafts on Instagram. So that when it's time, when I have another five minutes or whatever to post it, I'll go in and post it. Um, I do this with everything. <laughs> I do it with laundry. I <laughs> do it with, um, if I start the coffee maker, you know, there's a few minutes of like, I have nothing to do. I'll, you know, I'll say, okay, let me go on Instagram and engage with as many people as possible for five minutes. Cause that's going to help build, you know, my engagement, my following, um, or it's something at the house. So I have five minutes. Let me see if I can unload the dishwasher quicker than the coffee maker because I'm competitive. This is what I've been able to figure out about myself. It's like, I'm competitive with myself. And if I, no, I'm being timed. I'll work faster. And I do this with my kids too. <laughs> it's like, okay, let's see if you can make your bed in five minutes and I'll set a timer. And they love it. Like they love it. And I'm like, this is just like, this works for me. It's working for them. But the, the timers work for me. And then every Sunday I do like content planning for the week. So I just started doing this, but I'll write down like your five pillars or three to five pillars, like what you're known for. And then um, write down like five ideas, four or five ideas in each pillar for posts. And so that way that I know like what I'm shooting for, for that week. And then as I post them, I check them off my list. So that kind of like helps me with that because if I don't do that, I won't post anything because right. it just becomes very overwhelming. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, I can't do anything. <laughs> and then it's like, crippling. But yeah, for me, I, and I tried all these apps like planners and I can't none of them work for me the good old-fashioned writing it down is the only way that it sticks um I have to put everything in the calendar every single thing is in a calendar um I I at one point during quarantine I had pop-ups um like alarms go off that like you know take a deep breath everything's fine because <laughs> I was getting so overwhelmed with like work and right. being stuck at home with kids and my husband was out working like outside of the house. So it was like, I'm here by myself. I was with them 24 seven for however many months. And it was just so overwhelming that I was literally, I had my whole day like chunked out and then I would have literal pop-ups like, you know, 
don't get a post ready for 6 p.m. or whenever you can, like after the kids go to bed, like seven, eight o'clock, whatever. But like throughout the day, I would set stuff like write a caption and do this, do this. And it was the only way for me to survive. But um, yeah, I think just everyone's different. Um, figure out what works for you because some of the things that uh, other people said to do, like I would try them and it just, it didn't stick. So I just, I more recently started doing timers and it's been working out. It sounds like such a silly thing to do, but for me it's working. And then like habit, it's called like habit stacking. So like when you brush your teeth, you also, after that you do this, like if you associate one habit with another habit, it just becomes like when I start my coffee, I unload the dishwasher. When I start my coffee, I engage on social media, like those things you just kind of, and then it just becomes like second nature where you don't even think about it. Like after I'm done my last meeting for the day around like four 30, I have about 15 minutes till I get my kids. So every day, like pick a thing, you know, if it's putting away laundry or it's something for business and I pick one and then I set a timer. And if I get done early, then I can pick something else. So it's like, whatever you're, must have done for the day is pick that one. And then after that, it's like, okay, if I get the laundry done earlier, it's like a prize (laughs) for me, like a reward. Like you got the laundry done three minutes before the timer. Like what can you do in three minutes like for yourself? And then I'll do something else. And I know it sounds like silly, but once I pick the kids up, it's like game over. There's no time for yourself until they go to bed. And then once they go to bed, sometimes I'm like, I don't feel like doing anything. (laughs) Right. So So you kind of just tapped into your own competitive nature and figure like, and kind of use that to motivate yourself and to try Mm -hmm. to like challenge yourself basically. Yeah. And it's been working out. I've got to say, I went from like posting once a month on social media to posting almost like six days a week as usually what I like average. I'm trying to hit seven, but I gotta say it's hard. (laughs) It's a lot of work. It is. And that's what people are like, how do you have the time to do it? I'm like, I don't, but I don't give myself (laughs) the option, you know? Right. And like, yeah, I used to watch a lot more TV and stuff like that. So like I cut back on doing that. Like there's just like at one point, you know, watching, I love trashy reality TV, but at some point it's like, it's not doing anything for me at this moment. So like, but there is nights where I'm like, I need this. Like I need this mental escape where I could like just watch this and like lose myself in it. But if you really want something in your life and you want to make a change, like take out the unnecessary noise in your life, because it's, it's hard to do all of the things like it's hard, especially, you know, when you have a lot of priorities, you have a lot of things that you have to manage that you're responsible for. It's like, okay, are the real housewives going to help me be any better (laughs) at my business? No, they're not. Yeah. But then some days I'm like, I need this. I just need to just not think and have my phone not be on and just like stare at the TV for a little bit. So just depends on the day, but it's kind of like the Marie Kondo thing, except for your mind and not necessarily just like your living room. Oh my gosh. Yes. I had to do so much Marie Kondoing to my brain (laughs) over the last couple of years that it's been like, it's been a process, but it's been, it's been good for me. (laughs) I think that's, that's, if anything is like, positive that's coming out of this time I think that that's probably one of those things I feel like there's a lot of people who have kind of been doing the same thing just like reevaluating what brings them joy yes yeah there's certain things that 
like you just are like, I just got to stop. Like, I can't Mm -hmm. do this anymore. This doesn't do anything for me. And so, you know, if you can pick those things out and, and also just, I think it's helped people maybe cut ties with people in their lives that like, they like aren't, maybe they're toxic or negative people. And you've been able to kind of like push them out easier because that's a whole thing. And I love my job, but I also like some of the workplace banter. You don't even realize it can be very like negative. And next thing you know, it's like pulling you down or you're chiming in. And it's, uh, it's the same thing. Like when you're younger, right? Uh, like talking trash on someone, Oh, look at her outfit. And yeah. Oh my gosh, did you hear she did this with this person? And then next thing you know, you're jumping in and, and joining in and it just, it, it's just not a, not a, not a good place to be. It's, I don't know. I always say it's like kind of like the woo woo hippie stuff, but you're putting some bad, bad vibes out into the universe and what you put out, you get back. So it's just, it's been a long, a long road for me because I used to be a very negative person. It's been really hard to, to break out of that. But if you can, and you find something that you can listen to or do every single day, like I try to wake up and say three things I'm grateful for every morning, as soon as my feet hit the floor, or if I have time, I'll lay on the couch and just try not to think about anything and just set my intentions for the day. And like, today's going to be a good day, X, Y, and Z. What went well yesterday and what's going to happen today? I don't know. It makes such a big difference. And I know it sounds crazy, but it's for me, it works. I know it, some people it's not their thing, but for me, it works. It, it's kind of brings you back down to like what's important and um, trying to stay out of those negative people that just suck the life out of you. (laughs) That's something that I've actually been hearing a lot lately is this, like, I keep calling it like the manifest mindset. I don't even know Mm -hmm. what that's what it's called, but just, I've I've been hearing this more and more about people, like the uh, manifesting something for yourself Mm -hmm. and kind of like making that happen. No, that's a thing. Um, I didn't, I thought it was a bunch of weird hippie stuff <laughs> yeah. for a while. And it was probably just my negative mindset. But yeah, I started practicing like the whole manifesting thing. And to me, I just did like simple, like I would like in the morning, I would close my eyes and like visualize like something that I wanted, like, or you just constantly saying like money flows to me easily and frequently, or every time you swipe your debit card somewhere, you say there's more where that came from. And like, you don't, it doesn't matter. Like, instead of having this mindset, every time you go to the grocery store, like, oh, it's going to be like a $300 trip or however much, um, you know, when you swipe your card, it's, there's more where that came from. And once I started doing that, I'm not kidding you. I started really, really, truly like random we got a check from the IRS one day for like $800 from our taxes for like three years ago. I was like, what? And when do you ever get a thing from the IRS saying that they yeah. messed up? Like that never happens. Then we got a refund check from car insurance that we had like five years ago that we overpaid and the account wasn't ever closed out and they send us a random check. And I mean, it wasn't a lot. It was like 40 or 50 bucks, but every time that would happen, I would say, thank you more, please. And my husband was like, what is going on? What are you doing? I was like, I don't know, but it's working. I was like, money's just showing up. Let's let me do what I need to do. But then I started getting into kind of a negative headspace last year and some things were going on in our personal life. 
and I started noticing, I was like, man, it's like, it's not like things started. We started like getting these random things. Like we owe more money on something or, and it was like having this other reverse um, effect. And I was like, Oh crap. Like it's because of like my negative, like I just had this, like, uh, and it was all warranted. We had a lot of just, it just felt like every month something was happening and I was like, Oh my gosh, like this is like, I feel like we're just constantly getting hit with something and just kind of was in this whole, like just the kind of space for a while. And then just recently was like, I, I need to be able to keep, just keep going. Even when the stuff gets hard, like give yourself time, but then I need to keep up with my mental game because if I don't like my anxiety will take over and with my anxiety it's almost like can create things in my like I can make things way worse or instead of like starting to visualize like things going better and things being the way I want them to I'll start having visualizations of like something else is happening something else is going to happen well what if this happens and what if that happens and then I start worrying about something that hasn't even happened and then next thing you know I'm like up to here and I feel like I'm going to have a panic attack. And so for me personally, like it works for me. And my husband said to me, he's like, I don't know what you do. And I, I don't know if I believe it, but he was like, if it's, it's working for you, cause he can see a difference. He's like, when's the last time you got up and did your meditation stuff? I'm like, it's been a couple weeks. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh, I know. He's like, you just seem like you're ready to snap at any second. And I was like, I am. <laughs> so for me, it's like finding your thing that works, that works for me. It's not for everyone, but you can always, always spot the, like the negative person from a mile away. And I'm always like, just stay away from them because <laughs> I'm like, I've done a lot to get where I am and I don't need that. So for me, the not going into the office has been good for that because you don't get sucked into that, you know, kind of, Debbie Downer right. <laughs> mode. Yeah, it makes sense. And I mean, I think that that the it, it comes down to something that's that simple, really, is if you think positively, more positive things will happen yep. to you. And I think that it people kind of do think it's like that like hippy dippy kind of stuff. But yep. I think it's because of that book that came out that the secret thing. Yeah. I oh man, that- I, I, I neglected doing list. Like I'm not reading that. My <laughs> husband's cousin gave me that book when I was in college and I was like, what in the heck is he smoking? I was like, he's crazy. I still have it. I still haven't read it, but I listened to the audible or the audiobook or whatever. And I was like, I don't know if this is real or not, but it doesn't hurt to try. And that's how I started was listening to the secret. And it yeah. is, it's a little strange, but you know, you're like, if I have a couple minutes out of my day, why not try it? And for me, I was like, wow, okay, this is, this is a thing. And I, and I've, I've gotten more into it where I, I don't want to go way too into it, but there's just so many things that you can do where I just think if you can try to catch yourself doing the negative things. And, and it just start there, just catching yourself saying like, oh my gosh, like, I can't believe she, you know, quit her job and she's got this great online business and she was able to quit her job. That was one of my things. Like I had a, a girl I worked with quit her job, quit like the job that we worked at and she had an online business. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, we'll see how long this lasts. She'll be, she'll be back like begging for her job. And like, that's so nasty. Like, right. no, you should, like when you see that kind of stuff, you should 
you know, celebrate them. There's, there's plenty of abundance for everyone. There's no shortage of money (laughs) in this world. Like everyone can have a piece of it. Like just if you can celebrate more than you're kind of pulling, then I think you're, you're going to go in the right direction. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, it's, it's just that little shift, just thinking more positively. Mm -hmm. And it's just good for your mental health. Like, right. Just even if you don't get a random check in the mail or your business doesn't take off, it just, it will put you in a better headspace to, to just live your, your days differently that, that, that in itself is worth it to me. Yeah. I think that's just like an important aspect of just the whole self-care thing. Self-care is very much a mental health thing and just keeping your balance, it will make Mm -hmm. a huge difference. I know. And self-care is like a buzzword anymore, but it's so true. You can't burn the candle at both ends without taking care of yourself. At some point, you're just going to fizzle out. (laughs) Yeah. And if you let it go too long, it's going to, the worst it's going to get. Yeah. And it's hard to dig yourself out of it. Mm-hmm. Like, how do we get back out of this now? Because now I'm in a hole and I don't know what to do. Like, so at some point you're like, I don't know how to get out of here. Like, this is, we've been, we've gone too far. Exactly. Um, speaking of a more positive way of thinking, what's one of your favorite memories from school? From college or university? It doesn't, doesn't matter. Whatever, whatever point, whatever jumps out at you. From school? I don't know. I feel like college, I, I didn't have the, like, university kind of I mean I guess like playing volleyball I had a lot of fun memories um but as far as like actual college university experience I didn't have that whole like you go off to college and you party like I lived at home and I went to school and I was very much more like I just want to graduate so I didn't get those like college experiences I mean I still had fun but I I mostly went to the university about 15 minutes away and and partied at their campus (laughs) um but as far as like fun memories I don't know I feel like all of high school was a good fun memory but um yeah for for school memories the best one I don't know Mm, that's a tough question Hmm. I don't know. I feel like graduation from college was my best memory. Just like walking across the stage and being like, I did this. And because I have um, three siblings and I was on the third and I was the first one to graduate because my other siblings were just like, we get like a couple years in and we're like, now this, this isn't for me and kind of like fizzled out. So for me, that was like my, I was like, yes, I graduated college. And I was like, like, let's do this. And then I was like, oh my gosh, now I have to like do something with my life. What do we do? <laughs> I mean, that's but a good memory though. Yeah. I mean, I, I just think like graduating and like being like able to, and I graduated a magna cum laude because I freaking killed myself over my grade. <laughs> so like, for me, that was like a big deal. And then I kid you not, my job, I got right out of college. I was an intern in HR and I was like, you know, I basically was like scanning papers the entire internship. But then once I got hired on full time, I was working in the recruiting part and I loved it so much, but they would have me scrub resumes. And it's basically just like, you know, eliminate people that have no chance. And I'm like, well, what are we looking for? And they're like, honestly, just looking that they graduated. And the first thing I thought of was what my mom said, like, just graduate. Nobody cares what your GPA is. And I was like, what about like what their GPA is? And they're like, no, we don't care about that. I was like, oh, my God, my mom was right. 
And like, that's all I could hear was my mom being like, just graduate, your GPA doesn't matter. And I was like, man, she was right again. <laughs> but um, yeah, that, uh, that was like, I was so excited that I got that GPA and I graduated. I was like, I graduated because like so many of my friends too were just like dropping out left and right just because it was like, eh, I don't know what I want to do. And am I wasting my time? And this is so much money. And so I was just like, pumped to be done honestly I was ready to I'm like I want to work I want to work I want to work and then I started working and I was like eh, yeah, this, isn't, this isn't that fun yeah this no. isn't what I thought it was can I take it back <laughs> can I, I know back? I think about that all the time I'm like man I wish I knew how good I had it when I was in university and I was just like hanging out with my friends doing my work and like I, I really wish I appreciated that more <laughs> oh I know I think back and I'm like I would go back to like before college. I would be like 10 years old if I could go back. Cause like you had no responsibility. You were just like playing. You just like your parents made you food. Like you had nothing to do. I'm like, yep. that was, that was where it was at. It was before middle school, before you became awkward. Like that's the age right there. That's the one that I want. I don't want to go back to college. Cause that's like all the dating and guys and all that stuff. Like, nah, I go back to like 10. Back yep. on the playground. You can't, <laughs> you can't get your heart broken when you're 10. No. Like, who cares? That kid picks his nose anyway. Like, <laughs> on to the next. He right? has cooties. <laughs> yeah, gross. I don't like boys anyway. Ugh. <laughs> um, while we're on that topic, actually, one of the questions that we ask um, everyone on our podcast is, if you could go back and talk to your 15-year-old self or your teenage self, uh, what advice would you give or what, what would you kind of say to yourself? Oh man. Mm, 15. Oh, boys don't matter. Girls, whatever you're into, who cares? Stay away from them. Um, I know. I feel like my mom did tell me that she was like, who cares what your boyfriend's doing? What school he's going to? And I was like, I don't, but I did. Um, but I would honestly tell myself like all those kids that you think that are really cool at this moment in high school are probably going to turn out to be nothing (laughs) they're going to be like working at a gas station or living at their parents house till they're 45 like don't worry about what they're doing be yourself and stay yourself and do not change yourself for other people because I feel like so many teenagers I did it myself get tied up in who's doing what and this girl's popular on TikTok I feel like that's a thing now um and just trying to change yourself to be like someone else and, and just own your weird, whatever your weird is and just run with it. But also like, I don't know. I feel like no one's really saying this, but I, except like Gary V, but like college isn't for everyone. And there's nothing wrong with that. If you know what you want to do and you have a dream freaking go for it. And don't like, I, I know parents say one thing, whatever, do what you want to do. And if you have that fire burning inside you to do something and you already know, like I would, I would have loved to know what I wanted to do at 15. But if you already have that, like run after it and, and don't, don't apologize for it, run after it, do what you want to do and just keep your head down and, and, and gun for it. I think like you have so much time in front of you, do it. Hey, what's the worst that's going to happen. You're going to fail at it. You can only fail if you quit. So that's what I would tell myself. And I wouldn't have listened, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, I wouldn't, have, I wouldn't have listened, but you know, it would have been good advice. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. I think that's one of those things like in high school, like 
people keep drilling it into your head that like you need to go to university, you need to go to college, but you don't need to if you don't need to. Like not every yeah, my husband and I talk about it all the time and we're on the same page as like if our kids came up to us and we're like, we don't want to go to school. We know what we want to do. And I want to go do X, Y, and Z. And like, cool. Like, that's fine. But you can't just not go to school and then not do anything. Right. We're not going to do that. But if you have an idea of something that you want to try and it requires not going to school, like, I I don't know that I'm, I'm not sure if how much, I don't know the the whole college university thing. I feel like in the future is going to change drastically but we'll see. Yeah. I, I, I kind of agree with you there. It'll be interesting to see how that turns Where out. It ends up. Yeah. yeah. Cause I like a lot of people are kind of starting to get into that realization that like, Oh, mm-hmm. college university is really expensive. And that like the more you don't people need go, it for a lot of the jobs, like engineers, right. doctors, nurses, anesthesiologists, like those type of jobs. Yes. You need a degree. Yeah. You need, you need to go get trained. But like for what I like for what I ended up doing, like I didn't need it. It it made a it might have been harder to get into the door, but I I could have ended up in the same spot just through like a couple certifications. It cost a couple hundred bucks. Yeah. <laughs> but a lot of the time it's that life experience that is almost even more valuable sometimes. Oh yeah. Yep. That's one of the things I wish I would have done in school is get an internship while in college. Right. I was like, I, I need to make money. I need to make money and internships aren't paid. And turns out some of them are. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. I wish I would have done that. I had no idea. I thought they were all like, you don't get paid. So I was like, I can't do that. I need to make money. Yeah. I so thought the same thing. I wish I know. I wish I would have done like my sophomore years to just start looking at them and do anything. Just get the experience because you think you want to do, you know, you want to be in IT and then you start doing an internship and you're like, this isn't it for me. I need to do, I need to do something else. And then the internship is giving you that experience on your resume. So you're already set up. So. Yeah, I agree. I I mean, I did that. I did. I've done a couple unpaid internships myself and like kind of dreaded it. Like, Oh, I'm, I'm doing all this work and I'm not even getting paid for it. And then like looking later and seeing that, Oh, I, there was a different paid internship. I could have done that if I had just Mm -hmm. looked more and not just like grabbed the one thing I found. Yeah. Be more particular. Yep. I mean, it was still good experience, but. Oh yeah. It's free. (laughs) I mean, my next question was what's your favorite social media platform. And I feel like we already pretty much talked about that yeah I mean I real quick I love TikTok but I also love Instagram it just kind of depends on the day but I love TikTok to get ideas but I, I like Instagram it just feels more stable than TikTok as far as like sticking around I think you should have both regardless and I'm I hate Jeffy. Facebook so yeah just like hate Facebook it's just been a it's uh, oh, I don't know getting kind of old opinions yeah 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 mm-hmm yeah. Um, well, is there anything else that you kind of wanted to say to our audience and then we can wrap up? No, I feel like I already said it, but I saw um, one of your questions was like your favorite motivational quote. And yeah. I kind of already touched on it, but this is something that I currently love and I use every day. And I, like I said, touched on it earlier, but my favorite thing is feel the fear and do it anyway. So a lot of things I've learned is um, your brain is actually set up to protect you from a lot of things. And the scary things is your, your brain's going to try to talk you out of it. Right. 
feel the fear and then do it anyway. So whatever that fear is, I'm not saying go jump off a cliff, but like if you're scared of starting something, like feel that fear, embrace it and do it anyway. Uh, success loves speed. So just make a mess, clean it up later, figure it out as you go and do the hard things. I think that's perfect. I think that's a perfect way to leave things off. Um, so I just want to thank you for taking time out of your day to talk to us yeah. and to share so many insights. I think it's going to be a really great podcast. So, all right. Thank you for your time. No problem. I'll keep you posted as to when we do the next steps. Okay. Cool. Thank you so much. Oh, yeah. Bye. Thanks. See ya. Thank you for listening to this episode of the homework help show student influencers podcast. I'm your host, Leslie, and you can catch me again in future episodes of the Student Influencers series as we talk to more inspiring students and hear their stories. Listen in to previous episodes, tips and advice on studying, writing, and learning English, and much more right here on the Homework Help Show podcast. You can also follow us on Instagram at Homework Help Global, on Twitter at Homework Help Inc., on Facebook at Homework Help Global, or on LinkedIn at Homework Help International.